Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. world and thank you for tuning in we're continuing in our series titled the family bible revolution an end time message for his generational blessing we left off yesterday talking about some history of our government educational system we talked about plato and and john dewey and we mentioned john dewey's vision for progressive education and we mentioned by quoting him as insisting that education and schooling are instrumental in creating social change and reform and has our educational system brought social reform and social change it certainly has we've had a lot of social change social reform and reconstruction is turning out to be destruction you see john dewey was an atheist and a signer of the humanist manifesto in a website called who2.com it was talking about john dewey and it said this about him his view held no room for eternal truth outside human experience. Wow, that's quite a quote. Another website called DeweyPragmatism.org said, Dewey was a major inspiration for several allied movements that have shaped 20th century thought, including empiricism, humanism, naturalism, contextualism, and process philosophy. For over 50 years, Dewey was the voice for a liberal and progressive democracy that has shaped the destiny of America and the world. Another humanist named Charles F. Potter, in a publication called Humanism, A New Religion in 1930, he said, Education is thus a most powerful ally of humanism, and every American school is a school of humanism. What can the theistic Sunday schools, meeting for an hour once a week, in teaching only a fraction of the children, do to stem the tide of a five-day program of humanistic teaching? That's a scary quote, isn't it? Ken Ham wrote an article in January of 2013 titled, Gone in Only One Generation. I think one of the saddest pages in the Bible is in Judges chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. It says, When all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the work which he had done for Israel. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Baals, and they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt, and they followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were all around them, and they bowed down to them, and they provoked the Lord to anger. He continues saying that Adolf Hitler understood this when he said, He alone who owns the youth gains the future. And Joseph Stalin knew the power of education as a propaganda tool 
In just one generation, he converted hordes of the deeply religious Russian people into followers of atheistic Marxism. He said, education is a weapon, the effect of which is determined by the hands which wield it. It's amazing to me that Stalin died on March 5th of 1953. That was the month and year I was born. You see, these philosophies of education are not from hundreds of years ago. They're within our lifetimes. Scott Brown, in A Weed in the Church, quotes John J. Dunphy in The Humanist, 1983, as saying, The classroom must and will become an arena of conflict between the old and the new. The rotting corpse of Christianity, together with all its adjacent evils and misery, and the new face of humanism resplendent in its promise of a world in which the never-realized Christian ideal of love thy neighbor will finally be achieved. Wow, humanism and atheism being the foundation principles of our current government educational system. We've talked a lot about division created in our society between parents and children, between siblings in our school system and in our churches, but I'd like to talk about the word together now. You see, together is better than divided. And if you remember, our definition of generational is the strength and energy of the young and the wisdom and fortitude of the old together. Jesus prophesied it in Matthew twelve twenty-five, which says, But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. How can we destroy the family? Divide the family and get rid of the strong man, get rid of the father, as it says in Matthew twelve twenty nine. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? This is not the work of man, but the work of Satan. Mark three twenty five says, And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. You see, unless the family is together in faith toward God and his word, as it says in Luke 12:53, father will be divided against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. You see, it all has to do with family. Why does Peter say in Abraham, all the families of the earth shall be blessed when Moses wrote, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed? In Acts 3.25, Peter says, You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed and all the families, which is the Greek word patria, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This Greek word patria, families, means ancestry, lineage, family, and it's akin to pater, P-A-T-E-R, which is a father. But when we look at Genesis 18.18, it says, Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, using the Hebrew word goy, G-O-Y, and it says, all the nations, goy, of the earth shall be blessed. The Hebrew word nation means a people or nation, usually with overtones of territorial or governmental identity. This really stumped me, and I directly asked the Lord, why did Peter say families and not nations? Well, in my New King James Bible, there are several references for Peter's quote. One of them was Genesis 18:18, 18, 18. but I decided to check the other references also. Come to find out, Genesis 12, 2 through 3 used the Hebrew word mishpukah and not the Hebrew word goy. Genesis 12 says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. 
I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And that's the Hebrew word mishpukah, meaning a family or a clan. But still, Peter's quote wasn't an exact quote until I found Genesis chapter 28, verse 14, and it gave me the answer. And it's in the seed. That's the big difference. Let's study this. Genesis 28, 14 says, Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south, and in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. When we add seed and family together, it all begins to make sense. The Abrahamic covenant blessing of families was in his obedience in commanding his seed. This is also confirmed by Genesis 22:18. It says, "In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you've obeyed my voice." Now let's look at Peter's quote again in Acts 3:25, which says, "You are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed." Where's the blessing? It's in Abraham's obedience to command his children and his household that they may keep the way of the Lord. Let's go back to Genesis 18:18 18, 18 through 19. Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Verse 19, for I have known him in order that he may command his children, that's his seed, and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Why is this so important? It's in the word seed. There is a natural seed and a spiritual seed. The natural seed for the children is in the father. And the spiritual seed, which is the word of God, is in the father God. Luke 8, 11 says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Abraham was to be the father of many nations and the blessing of many families through his seed of faith. Abraham would sow the word and reap many children born again in the faith, as many as the stars in the sky. Genesis 15, 5 says, Then he brought them outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to them, So shall your descendants be. This makes Abraham the greatest evangelist that has ever lived. How did he do it? He did it at home, in his household, as the master of the house. He made sure the lamp of God's word was lit in his home. He made sure he never ran out of oil. He made sure his family, both natural and spiritual, knew the way of the Lord. He prepared them for the way of the Lord. He sowed the seed of God's word and reaped a harvest. He's still reaping a harvest. He mentored and discipled his wife, his children, and his household. He obeyed God. It's the seed of family. Romans 4.13 says, For the promise that he would be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And Romans 4.16 says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Do we have to do family worship? Well, if so, am I preaching faith or legalism? Well, nobody has to do anything. But we do have the power of choice. The choice for death and the choice for life. The choice of disobedience because of selfishness or obedience because of our love for him and others. 
When God said he knew Abraham in Genesis 18, 18, he meant he knew him by experience. He knew Abraham would obey. This, again, was very important because judgment was about to come on Sodom and Gomorrah, and he needed someone who would be faithful with the seed of God's word. What's the greatest parable? The parable of the sower with his seed. We reap what we sow, sow the word, reap the word. Thank God for Abraham's faith and his obedience. Galatians 6, 7 through 9 says, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So how do we sow the word into our family? I call it the family Bible revolution. Number one, open the Bible. Two, read it to the family. Three, discuss it for how it should change your thinking and living. Four, pray for one another, the saints and the lost. Five, do it at the beginning and the end of the day. Six, now you're trained, go do it. It's the family Bible revolution. We're out of time again. I'll see you tomorrow. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.